From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about why one sensation leaves, but another one takes its place. Why you remain in this anxious loop ruminating over parts of your body that could or may or may not be a serious illness. It's the unknown that keeps the anxiety sufferer in this constant loop. I remember when I used to suffer from health anxiety, I remember ruminating over a pain in my right side. But once I resolved the issue and lessened the emotional intensity I had over it, another symptom would appear. And I felt hopeless in, in that moment. It was an absolute horrible time in my life. But before I go into more detail, I want to go over your comments on last week's episode, which was uh, all about trauma, healing from trauma, and I included a meditative exercise, a releasing trauma exercise that you guys found to be really useful. And Kyra leaves a comment saying, I found this episode to be extremely useful. When you mentioned the three-second GIF, something clicked. Now, this three-second GIF is like the, you know, the three-second movie clip sort of thing that replays or that you see on social media all the time. The three-second, like, movie clip that repeats, 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 repeats. So that's like the thing in your mind, the the movie of the trauma. She, she goes on to say, I sometimes find myself thinking about moments from high school that were emo- highly emotional and then snap back into the present. In those moments, I feel the same emotions I once did. Like you said, you're reliving the situation. Thank you, Kyra, for your comment. I'm glad things are clicking for you. That's That's great. Keep listening to the podcast and watching the videos. Manuel says, when I did your exercise, I found that when I was replaying the height of the trauma in my mind, I opened my eyes. I couldn't face it. Why is that? What can I do to confront this event without chickening out? Well, first of all, I want to give you credit, Manuel, for sitting and being willing to confront this thing. It just shows that you want to overcome this this baggage that you're holding on to. I also want to say that pick something with less emotional intensity than the one you're trying to resolve right now. Face a smaller dragon and then you will work your bravery up, you'll build on your bravery towards the more colossal monster that you've you've tried to face when you did this exercise. So start with something smaller. But I also recommend that you write about it. I recommend you sit somewhere quiet, you write 
like I mentioned in the last episode, you write down the event in detail, the height of the trauma, what happened, but also go over what you would have done instead. Write down what you would have done, uh, what you learned from this experience, and that'll help you resolve the the unresolved issues, right? So thank you, Manuel, for your question. Now, let's get into this episode. A symptom leaves because you've lessened your emotional attachment over it. Plain and simple. It leaves because you've lessened your grip. You've broke the pattern. Now, Tony Robbins has a great quote. He says, where focus goes, energy flows. In other words, you see what you aim at. You keep a sensation alive by constant rumination, obsessing. Now, there's a great story I have for this. I had a cyst in the on the bottom of my lip in inside of my lip it's like this white mucusy bubble that when you pop it there's like a, a, a little a, a bit of liquid but then it kept forming back into this round dome cyst like entity that drove me crazy and it was there, I swear, it was there for like six to eight months. It, it was there in my mouth for a long time. And then I started to ruminate over it more and more because I was like, why is it not going away? I was starting to attach more emotion towards it. Then I was starting to Google it. And then on Google, I found things that, you know, it could be oral cancer, it could be this. And then that increased my anxiety because what cancer means threat to my life, right? So my anxiety response activates and also the floodgates to the unknown opens up, right? Because when you Google something, you get the unknown to to a greater degree because it could be an infinite amount of possibilities. And when there's an infinite amount, your anxiety is like, whoa. I don't know how to handle this chaos, too much chaos, right? Your anxiety response activates. But what's interesting about what happened with my cyst is that I went to the doctor. My doctor looked into my mouth and said, oh, Brad, it's just um, a, a cyst, very common. Um, it could go away in about five days. I wouldn't worry about it. If it stays for like another five months or something, come back and see me. And, and she wasn't concerned about it at all. And then I felt after I left that I was, my emotional attachment over it was like a one or two rather than an, an eight. I wasn't concerned about it anymore. I was like, oh, I'm just going to forget about it, go about my day. And then two days later, it leaves. It's gone. And I'm like, wow. And then something clicked later on during my recovery was when I was learning about emotional attachment and how that can keep a sensation alive, it reminded me of this story. I, because my doctor broke the pattern 
and then my emotional intensity went to like a level one or two, the cyst went away. It was, and that's how powerful the mind is. I couldn't believe it. So in the end, I resolved the uncertainty because I was so emotionally invested in this unknown entity living there, taking up vacancy, my anxiety response was active because this thing could mean an infinite amount of potential threats to my life. And because there's an infinite amount, like I said before, you're in a place you don't know where you are. So your survival response starts up. And I resolved this, situ this situation, this strange sensation, this entity. But another would arise. Not physically, but... I, I, yes, I actually mean physically. Uh, not manifesting as as a cyst per se but as a, a pain or you know a pain in my side or strange digestive uh, strange digestive sensations right or it could be a backache and so the question is what happened why why is something leaving and then something else coming to take its place and so you've lessened and broke your emotional attachment. You've resolved this thing over the particular symptom, then latched onto, reacted to another. It's usually the case that because you are already hypersensitive over your health, your anxiety system is active. Because you're hypersensitive. And it takes very little for you to cling or obsess over a new sensation, right? You're already on edge. Your anxiety system is active. When your anxiety system is active, it makes, it makes you hypervigilant. Anything startles you that fits with your beliefs. Like if you believe you're unhealthy... For example, you're going to filter in information from the outside world that fits with your belief. You see what you aim at. You're going to pay attention to the billboards that are talking about health. Have you got your, say, I don't know, blood test recently? Have you gotten your heart checked recently? So that's the first thing I want to talk about is you may believe that you are an unhealthy person was there a traumatic moment that made you more sensitive towards your health sometimes I have a client who says you know when I was 10 years old my dad was obsessing over his health and he would always go to the hospital or another client would say yeah my, I had my father my father passed away because of a, a serious health issue and that made me ruminate over my health or your could have been, could have been your grandmother you didn't know how to process that information when you were a little kid 
So now you grew up with this pattern of behavior that came from those people. Or going through a traumatic event like that made you awaken to the mortality of human lives, right? That you are mortal. And that's a scary experience to behold. So for me, I was walking around with a lot of baggage from my past that made me, it made me stuck in this constant hypersensitivity. There was a lot of things I haven't resolved. And I had panic attacks when I was a young kid. And that made me more cognizant and aware and alert over sensations because I reacted to those sensations when I was a kid with with high emotion. I reacted to them as if they were a threat. And then when, when they popped up later in my 20s, I reacted to the sensation the very same way because that connection was already made a long time ago. And because my body, like in my 20s when I was suffering from anxiety, because my body was continuously in anxiety mode, I would get a wide range of strange sensations, right? I would get a, a wide range. Why is that? Because the body is tense. The body is in fight, flight, or freeze mode. There is an excess of adrenaline and cortisol. The body is ready to respond to danger. Uh, your digestion becomes compromised because your body's like, I don't need to worry about food right now. I don't need to worry about digesting that food. I have to respond to this threat. I have to be ready. So your muscles are tense. You're, you're more angry and, and likely to lash out on your partner. And there's, there's a lot to it. But the main thing that I want to grab onto in this episode is that strange sensations come about because your anxiety response is active. And the more that it's active, the more that these sensations stick around and then make you concerned over, well, this sensation is not going away. What is going on? It must be something serious. It must be cancer. And then you Google it and then you get into this reassurance pattern that ends up controlling your life. So if you are in this hyper alertness and your anxiety response is active, why wouldn't you react to any new novelty with strong emotion? If your glass is already full, right? Any new novelty that pops up, any new sensation, bam, you react with high emotion. It's instinctual. It's automatic. You can't control it. So the first thing I want to talk about in resolving it, resolving this is work to do more things that relax you. Work on re relaxation techniques. You know, I started to view myself during my recovery as the king of relaxation because I started to change my patterns of behavior. I started to take baths with Epsom salts and light incense. And then I would do medita 
uh, I would do meditation daily, but then I would also do breathing exercises. And then I started to view myself as the king of relaxation. Also, I recommend that you have a routine because human beings are routine creatures. And what routine does is it adds more predictability to your life. And predictability is really important because if there's too much information to pay attention to, too much, too many things going on, then there's too much chaos. Your anxiety system is active. It's obvious. The third thing is I mentioned this before, meditate and do meditative exercises to resolve past traumas, like I mentioned in the last podcast. And this you can find with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which I do and I've studied. So um, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, I recommend that you sign up and that we can do these meditative exercises together. I like that word, meditative. Yeah, I like that word. (laughs) But anyways, sign up for coaching and uh, we can do those together. I do. And also practice the one I mentioned in the last episode. That's an exercise that you can do to lessen your grip over past events. Sometimes you have to do, do that exercise multiple times for one event. Because the event is so great, sometimes you have to really do it uh, 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 three times even to resolve it, to understand what happened and, and what you can do in the future to avoid that situation. Because then you're going to make that connection with the amygdala, showing the amygdala that, hey, you know, this situation that I went through doesn't equal threat. Why? Because... In this exercise, you replay it in your mind and then you go over it again. What would you have done instead? Right? That's really important. What would you have done instead? And and just going through that and attaching safety to your past self will loosen your grip over it. And it just tells the amygdala that there's nothing to hold on to. There's no threat here anymore really important. So change your patterns, change how you feel, change your patterns. I used to rush around all the time, do things so quickly. I would forget my wallet at home. I'd forget my phone. I would lose my phone on the train. I would do things at three times the speed. And once I started to slow down, minimalize my days, add routine, add relaxation exercises, I started to activate the opposite system of the stress system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. Then I started to feel more calmer. Then my anxiety sensation started to lessen and I felt better. I felt like I had more control over my life rather than no control. I then started to notice that my reaction towards those billboards that mention your health or advertisements on TV that mention your health or when you're out in public and people say something like a disease or like say cancer, I noticed that my reaction towards them would be less because I had more control 
over my situation and my thoughts. I started to lessen the unhealthy belief that I was unhealthy because of my new behaviors. I would say to myself, yeah, I am healthy because I, I do meditate, I do exercise, I eat healthy, I'm very conscious about uh, my friends and what I'm doing every day that is lessening my quality time with myself. I'm very aware of those things now. So I, I can engage in that dialogue to heighten my my strength and also lessen my attachment over those negative those that that negative information that's out there that would have sent me to panic in the past. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's episode. Thank you for being here with me. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your comments. If you want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you can view the details and the packages I have at unpluganxiety.com. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.